Five-hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-hour tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight. From the makers of Five-Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. Live from Tully's Bar in the left ventricle of Waterford City, it's Snug Chats. We're back in the uh, we're back in the Tully Snug. This is podcast yeah. number two. Now I've got to warn you, this table is not. It's a little bit wobbly. We have the microphone fell a couple of times, and it belongs to Wayne Brown, and he would cut my balls off. If I, uh, if I, I was very small as well. Yeah. But thanks very much for, for, for joining us on the podcast too, uh, Jason, on your birthday, no less. My birthday and the end of my career. <laughs> the end of your very possibly, depending yeah. on what you say here yeah. today. 44 years of age. Yeah, 44. 44 years of age. Councillor Jason, you know. You were saying earlier on to me that um, yeah. you, you, you're kind of struggling to get used to the term Councillor Jason Murphy. But, but that's what you are now, two and a half years, local councillor. Yeah. Would you like to be? Uh, what's the next step for Jason Murphy? I don't know. This this um, this career, this thing. I'm mean, this thing. I'm involved in like, yeah. like the mafia. They call it this thing. Yeah. Um, the nature of it is, you're never happy. Um, you always want to move to the next level, whatever that next level may be. Yeah. Um, is that a gambling, Jason? Is it? Gamblers are never happy. They never. They can never win. As win enough money, it's addictive. Um, is it addictive? But you're never. You're never settled. Mm. You're never settled. And, like, there's always this anxiety there all the time. Um, how do you want to describe it? When you were going to school, I remember we were going to school once and had to fight a guy, which is a kind of a rite of passage, I think, for everyone. Yeah. School, particularly, particularly boys when you're going to school around the age. I'm not sure much of it is now. But if that fight was set up at nine o'clock, you spent all day thinking about it, and the anxiety got there, and you, yeah. you were breathing a little bit heavier, a little bit shorter. Uh, I have that feeling all the time. Do you? All the time. All the time. I don't really relax. I spoke to other counsellors about it. I don't think other counsellors maybe well, maybe not telling me, but yeah. I don't. I don't really suffer as much as I do. But you know what? That I mean. That that is that's anxiety. That's 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 a that's a chapter of the, the of depression that people talk about. Yeah. I you know. I was speaking to somebody recently about this, about the fact that mental health issues and depression um, are kind of buzzwords mm. now. But people don't think they're depressed, but they, they might suffer from certain things. And what you're describing there, right? That kind of nervous feeling a lot is 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 the I think and I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. Neither am I, but I often wonder, like thinking about what my one biggest weakness, I suppose, is I overanalyze and I probably self-analyze. An awful lot. I remember watching um, the late eight show years ago. Gabe Orm was on it, and he had that famous um, psychiatrist, Anthony Clare, on. If you remember him, and he was talking about things, and he was saying the biggest enemy to happiness is self-analysis. Yeah. That people keep constantly self-analyzing, and I do it all the time. I mean, if I was at something, I had to give a speech or I had to chair a meeting. Um, I go up and chair that meeting and I do it well though. I think I do it well yeah. people say I do it well but I go home that evening and I could have 
stumbling over a word or something like that or saying something so I didn't think it would come out as well I'll analyse it for hours and hours yeah. and hours and I'll beat myself up about it yeah. for ages and it, and it does affect me I actually think that it's holding me back um, I have a f- I always feel in my own life that I have another gear and there's something holding me back yeah. from going into this gear and um, before the local elections I went to this um, lady she's a life coach yeah very very good now I must say now but she went in the, uh, funny, I don't know if anyone else has gone to these life coaches but you take out a wheel of your life you know, mm. this wheel is divided into sections and you might have career family work aims yeah. free time and all, all this type of thing but I didn't like it because she probably got to the nub of me and people don't like being discovered Right. And um, she said, Jason, there's something there, she said. And so many people have said, there's something there in the back that you're not going to, and something holding you back. And I suppose it is a fear. Have you ever put your finger on what it could be? Do you, think, do you think you're not good enough, Jason? Oh, God, do we all think you're not good enough? Um, I think I could be better. Uh, is that the way twisting around politically? I think it could be better, but um, I think it could all be better. Um, if, if, do I suffer from a, a lack of self-confidence? Yes, I do. Um, it's something I battle all the time. I think I'm. I'm although people who grew up with me would, would see me as very loud and very brash, and yeah, and I know a lot of people would say this, but I'm actually very, very, a very, very shy person. I like my own company. Um, I think I get that from my father and sometimes my father's a bit like that I like my own company um, I used to one time go out a lot I used yeah. to drink a lot yeah. I used to carouse a lot yeah. and I enjoyed it I don't regret one moment of it yeah. I don't go out now I'd actually have to kind of motivate myself to go out I find that kind of sad in some way I think a lot of people would be very similar but 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 one thing I'll say to you is that um, you say that you, 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 you kind of I mean, I think you need a certain amount of confidence and a certain amount of um, um, well I suppose confidence self-confidence to put yourself out there as in the local elections to go out there knocking on people's doors and saying you yeah. know because that's the ultimate thing to me that's I enjoy that um, I remember first doing it um, I would have been so I was used to cameras when I was only a child but growing up in the house I grew up in yeah. um, which was a Fianna Fáil house um, I remember elections, like people watch matches today, but we are watching today tonight. You know, that's the house I grew up in. Yeah. And we were given stickers to, to stick on people in school, which uh, back Jack, I can go back that far to Jack Lynch or, you know, or arise and follow Charlie. I remember doing that in the 80s. Mm. So I remember like having. So you're probably in our school, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hold on a minute we had 45% so of the vote so yeah. you, you, had a, you had a wooden two chance that you were, you so were when, the, when the other kids were collecting Panini sticker albums and were fucking Italian you, 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 you were collecting Cabinet Fianna Fáil Cabinet stickers stickers you know I got to your Charlie Hawhey's can I stop him for uh, I enjoyed it because people like not so much now politics is a lot more fun then I mean we're all under the spotlight because you got away with fucking murder, was it? <laughs> well, we didn't get away with anything, but it was it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it was fun when our house on top. All right, no, it was it was fun. Um, like there were there were characters involved, in, particularly in football politics. Yeah. I mean, you had people like Jackie Faye. I remember Jackie Faye coming to the house. I suppose looking back on it, like he was a rogue, um, yeah. but Irish people talked to a rogue. 
book. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. And he used to always get elected. I remember Brian Swift used to have his clinics in our house. Uh, Brian was a very effective politician. He was solicitor at the time. I know Brian very well, uh, very well spoken. A little bit like myself, I suppose, not well spoken, but a bit shy. And I, I had a conversation with Brian one day about this. And he said the same. And I was very surprised about it. And he said he was shy and he felt when he was canvassing, and my father confirmed this because he canvassed with Brian, mm. he used to be looking at the floor because he, could, he couldn't look at a person. And he told right. me this when he yeah. started out. Yeah. He found it very difficult to look at a person and he had to put that shyness in his back pocket. But it does wear off. It's like a lot of things. Yeah, but it's a popularity contest. I mean, elections well, they say are generally like, a popularity contest. Yeah, so. and they say show business for ugly people. And it is a little bit like that. And, you know... We don't like to say it is a popularity contest, but it, it, it's terrifying. Yeah, but I mean, I remember, I remember, Darren, um, I was fine canvassing. I was going around 2014 and canvassing Ward South. We, we'd be fairly well known. We grew up there and I lived in Clear Manor um, with my ex-partner, so I was known that end. Yeah. My mother was from Paulbury and Bally Truckle. Yeah. They were very known there and we were from Belvedere. So we kind of had a kind of a, an iron in every fire. And right. I was getting, as I was going around, I remember in 2014, I'm going to top the post. I'm flying, you know what I mean? You, know, you, you, yeah, you think, yeah, because yeah, I was nice, you know, yeah, people yeah, come to the yeah. door and say, ah, Jason, that doesn't mean the hell I'm going to vote yeah, for you. Yeah. Would you come up with your naive? You think, yeah, I was naive at the time. Um, I remember my father said to me, first door I knocked at, I, I said, hello, my name is Jason Murphy, I'm your Fianna Fáil candidate, local election, and just slammed the door on me, get away from my door. Yeah. So this happened a few times. Yeah. And I said to my father, I said, it's not working out, he said, I said, he said, you're not listening to me, he said, don't mention Fianna Fáil. <laughs> I said, that's the poor Fianna Fáil. No, 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 he said, don't get me wrong now. He said, you need a time to relate to someone. So you said, Jason, I'm your local election candidate, they know you're Fianna Fáil, you know you tell them. So you're getting into a conflict already. So he yeah. said, you say you're and I was getting on so I was flying I thought I was going to top the pole the last couple of weeks though I said I'm, going to, I'm not going to get elected at all this is the way it goes you know I said Sinn Féin are coming on strong but I thought uh, I'd enjoy the count when when I'll be elected I didn't I hated it right it's the, like you said a popularity contest you're ripped open there in front of everyone and it is I mean you'll put yourself up there and say do you believe in me that I can represent ye the people of Ward South to the best of, of my ability uh, so you're there a list of 10 or 12 people for six make it and you're there and I was I got elected on the Sunday I think it was myself Cha and Sean Reiner I think I mean, elected together for the last seats I remember looking back at pictures of myself in that on Facebook I'm just it's just draining and and it's worth it Yes, right. it is worth it. I have days, um, I have a friend that does a lot of work with me, Andrew, and I'd be lost on the farm, and I, I'd say how he puts up with me, because I have days I ring him on the phone and say, Andrew, I'm, I'm sick of this, I'm just sick of it. Mm. This one now is phoning me up, or this fella's phoning me up about yeah. this and that and the other, and I, you know what, but then when you get a result, and to be honest, to be quite honest, I mean, my area, you get a lot of um, grants, a lot of uh, housing inquiries, medical card inquiries. And any council success rate in those things is not great. Because it's not the houses aren't there. Yeah. But when you get it, when you get a result, that little high can bring you through an awful lot of lows. An awful lot of lows. But um, I do this full time, but I'm not great at disciplining myself as in t- managing time. 
like I know this guy's now and his other councillors uh, in my own party would be great at managing time they'd get up in the morning and at 9 o'clock they'd set 2 hours for doing the reps they'd set another 2 hours for meetings they'd set another 2 hours for going out knocking at doors I find myself doing things at 10 o'clock at night the house is upside down the kids I, have, I forgot to eat my dinner this type of thing yeah, you know? yeah. and I've always been a kind of like that a bit manic yeah. um, I go through days where I could do anything could take on the world I'm, I'm going to be a TD I'm going to be a minister I'm going to be the leader of Fianna Fáil yeah. the next day I I can't even see myself being elected as the next to the council. And it's, yeah. it's all, it, I don't know if everyone's saying that, but I'd be, I'd be up and down like that. That's the kind of person I'd be. And also, you're, you're a single father. Yeah. Um, I have two children. Um, Krenz is 16, and Brannock, he's nearly 40, he'll be 14 in February. Um, Brannock was only eight months old when myself and his mum um, finished up. Yeah. Um, that was difficult. Um, it was diff- extremely difficult for me. I went went back home. Um, what age was I at the time? I'm not gonna I'm 44. I was about 31. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back home. Um, it's starting over again, is it? Yeah, start home. You're, you're back in your small room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember leaving the house in Clear Manor. And a lot of people have gone through this, and there's no reflection on me. Ex, this is just this is life. Yeah. And um, I went home with a bin liner with one hand in it. Yeah. Uh, for whatever life I had up until then everything was inside a bin liner I went home and, and thank God I, I had good parents you know uh, my father probably uh, wouldn't have been as enthusiastic as my mother yeah. but he's grand he's fine typical Irish father there was no problem there but I could go back up to my room and I started a kind of a second life and I enjoyed it I'll be quite honest about it I came home and um, you were on the piss every little week and said yes, um, there was a bit of that yeah. and there was a bit of reliving my youth again and I did enjoy it uh, so in the wild oats I, think I was lucky it. but because other people don't have that yeah. and I wouldn't like, like I, I'd see people I'd be dealing with guys and single fathers who'll be living in it in one bedroom I won't even call them apartments yeah. bed sits and I was lucky to go home I went home and even though I was 31 or 32 my mother had me dinner ready you know that, that kind of way and I, yeah. you know she, she, she babied me in a way and got me through that but I can remember then and funny enough that hit me later on because I, I went through court cases for custody and all that type of thing and yeah. looking back on it now I said to Seth, like what was all that for and I, I think I think my ex-parent would probably say the same I mean because like no breakup is easy Oh, I do. Oh, no, we get on fine. We get on fine. We didn't always now. Yeah. Uh, we get on fine. That's what I'm saying. I often wonder what was all for because we would have gotten to this stage, I think, mm. anyway. Um, she's living her life now and I'm living mine and there's no problem. And could, you see, could you see yourself um, marrying again? No. No? No. Yeah, I'd... Um, I think you get stuck in your ways. Um, I live, young lives with me. Um, my daughter lives with with, um, with Evelyn. Yeah. She comes up and down, and, and vice versa. The little fella goes up and down to her. There's no, yeah. there's no big deal. But uh, I, I look at my friends who are married and uh, who have partners, and I don't know if I could live that. I, it, pol- politics doesn't suit married life, and I know women talk about it a lot, but it doesn't suit men either. Um, there's so many meetings, so many um, 
different things to do. I'm out all night. I get home maybe 10 o'clock in the night, even if we're sitting here now. I mean, thank God I don't have anyone to ask or anyone to clear with. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't. And I mean that in the best possible way. Can I, I go and talk I go to skeletons and cubbies? And if I, if I don't come home now at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, there's no one to... Right. But there's other side of that. Well, come here. Look, the kids are going to, the kids are going to get older. Yeah. You're going to be left on your own. Terrified. Right. Yeah. So that's not a nice prospect. No, I'm terrified of that. I, yeah. I, but it's, ine- it's inevitable, and and so that's why that's why I think you don't have to get married again. But do you see yourself having another long term relationship again? I'd like to think I would. I often think like we're in the same thing. There's a lot of social aspect to it too. You know, you might yeah. feel a fall, there might be a dinner dance on, or there might be the mayor's ball, and I have no one to bring. Yeah. You know, and you go to them on your own. There's only so much drink you can drink, jokes you can tell. Everyone else like is with someone, yeah. and at, and I suppose at the end of the night, whatever the end of the night ends, you're going home with a taco chip. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're going home with a taco tip from Abercrombie, and if you're feeling really fat, and a kebab, and a kebab, and I've many dirty film. I've met many many mornings. I've <laughs> many, you're not allowed to ignore me. I'm, not, I'm going to ignore that, but. Many Sunday mornings I've woke up asleep on top of the empty carton of a taco chip on my sofa without even bothering that lazy night and going to bed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I've done that. So, so do you need a bit of uh, do you need a bit of direction? Female. Um, sure I don't want to use any kind of words because I'd probably be accused of being sexist. But some kind of you know behind every. I'd like man someone to mourn to. Do you know that kind of? You know that way. I kind of use my daughter for it. It's not fair because yeah. she's only sixteen. Yeah. I'd like that person that you can. Do you know the person you can go to and you can slate everyone else? Two, and they won't tell. Do you know what I mean? The person you go home and say, "Look, I'm just fed up with a whole lot," and then you come in the next day and say, "You know what? I said you last night. Forget about it. I'm happy again." And they know that that's you. And I miss that person. In the the first in the first podcast, we will introduce advertisement breaks. So we're going to have an ad break now. This is where right. I, this is where I Sponsored hope by. this is where I hope that some big sponsor will come in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this morning's ad break is brought to you by uh, Metal Man Beer. You know the, the the refreshing whatever whatever. But we'll be back after the break. We're back for part two, Jason. Part one was brought to you by the Reg Bar. <laughs> <laughs> the Reg Bar live music every no no. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about sex earlier. Are we weren't, no, we weren't talking no, about sex. No, I don't know anything about that. No. <laughs> I've had sex twice. In your whole life. Two kids. Two kids. <laughs> two kids. But that's, that's, I'm actually a virgin again. You, 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 you're a virgin no. after so many years again. You can get it, it back. That again. You get it back. Yeah, you yeah. get it back again. So um, I've got it back. So you can officially claim for your virgin's allowance. Well, there's another point. See, so you, you, you can have a, a woman to moan to, but um, I think you also need a. Uh, a, a woman for other, other things, Jason. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's, that's other things. Other things. Apparently, now I don't know about this. You know, I don't know about it, but apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, people have yeah. sex for fun. For fun, not just for the allowance. <laughs> 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 they actually have it for fun. They have it for fun. Yeah, Not yeah. just for the children's allowance yeah. and, and whatever else they can get. Yeah. You know I mean? The rental allowance. They hear me knows. Yeah. But uh, they apparently they do, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I, I, sex. You should look into it. There's a room in the library you can go. It's a distant memory. Is it? It's a distant memory, yeah. That's it's troubling, then. Yeah. That's it's troubling because you're a very old man. You're 40, 44 years of age. Good looking man as well. Just stunning. Good bone structure. Stunning man. Some people say I look like Tom Berenger. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Tom Berenger in a while now, but it, 
Tom Berenger and Platoon. Tom Berenger Yeah, yeah. But so do you not? Do you not ever? Would you not? Would you? Would you, would you, would you look at any of those um, dating sites now, for instance? No, no, no. I'd be terrified. I'd be terrified. I'd be very. Um, I think I'd be a bit more traditional. I, I think I'd, I'd rather meet my women when I'm inebriated and drunk. <laughs> the old-fashioned yeah, way. The old-fashioned yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would, you be af- like, would you be afraid of something stupid now and someone likes me now and a journalist is finding you, finding you on Tinder and thinking that there's something wrong with it? I don't I know. Are you familiar with Tinder? I'm not, I would never been on Tinder myself. I've never been on it But you sound like someone who's very familiar with <laughs> I mean, Tinder. I have to. You've got, you got to keep up with yeah. the YouTube yeah. culture today. Yeah. But, but apparently... Explain to me what Tinder is. Uh, I will, I will, from what I know about it. And, and the kids can, 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 can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. I overheard a conversation. I overheard a conversation. I've had it once with a couple of kids in town, yeah. you know. Yeah. But apparently it's an app. You mm. download it, right? You put up your profile, you put up a picture. Mm. It's all based on looks, right? It all starts I'd, I'd be well in there, then. I'd be right. well in there. You know, the Berenger factor yeah. would, would be away in a hack. And um, yeah. so if you, I, I'm not too sure which way, but if you, if you like them, I think you swipe one way, left yeah. maybe. If you don't like them, you swipe them. I think if you don't like them, you swipe left, and if you do like them, you swipe right. Yeah. But, you know, I was... I'm, you know, I used to struggle with gambling, right? And mm. I was never a good gambler. Give me a choice of one, two options. I always pick the fucking wrong one. So I think it's the wrong one. But anyway, you swipe a certain way and you just stick along. And if they also swipe whatever the right way is, then you're, you, you've made a connection and you can talk and then you can take yeah, it. And you find out you hate one another. Well, that yeah, comes down the line. <laughs> yeah, that comes down but you might have one good line to yeah. first, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, this is it. This is the modern way, and there's instant gratification, instant dating. Just well, it's look interesting. At Do you know bang, what? It's bang, interesting bang, because yeah. a lot of people now are getting involved. With, a lot of relationships now. That sounds like a sheep dip to me, not a dating site. Is that a sheep dip? <laughs> sheep dip. Sheep dip. I like her. I don't like. He likes me. I, I, don't, yeah, know what, yeah. I don't know what that is. Would, would you be comfortable with that? No. No, neither would I. No, but, but, but a lot no. of relationships. <laughs> yeah. A lot of relationships now are starting with um, constant. It starts out on, on maybe you know a lot of relationships now are born on like WhatsApp and these places, right? So you might you might have met somebody outside of the internet world, but the relationship grows from constant conversation. So you could you could mm. talk to somebody for twelve hours straight on the phone. You could just be constantly talking to them, you know. Mm. I don't know how real that is. You know, I don't think it's real at all. It's I mean it's it's a bit like having. Five thousand Facebook friends. I mean, yeah, and I mean, someone, someone, someone pressed like on me on on a, a post I put up. They must be into me. I mean, it's it's just it's yeah. bull, it's bull really, isn't it? At the end of the day, it is. But if you're so, if you're busy, you've got two kids and you've got a, you've mm. got a full time political career. I think you've more chance of meeting someone up in up in Queensward. Well, sorry, Queensland. I think God, Queensward. Crazy prices. Up in crazy prices. Someone up in Tesco. Over a pack of yellow pack oh, yeah. rice. Over over the express checkout. I'm eyes met over a but pound of carry gold bud. But are you open to that? Are you open, open to my are you eyes meeting over a yeah, pound yeah. of carry gold bud? Yeah, or even or even possibly dairy gold maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be spreadable and straight from the fridge. <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> yeah. You couldn't be doing any of this hard stuff. Of course I'm open to it. Of course I'm open to it. I think we're all looking for um, you know the, 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 the fireworks going off. I think we even no matter how old you get, like I'm forty four now, but you're still looking for that bit of magic. You know, I do remember it. I do remember being in love. Yeah. And I remember that feel. I remember what, what, um, what's 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 love? Oh yeah, what, what's love to you? What's been in love to you? Well, I think there's two types, right? You have what the first type, right? The, the, the drawing, 
mm-hmm. which is the not being able to eat and uh, the excitement and that anxiety going around. And yeah. you know, um, I come from that generation, I suppose, before you went on a date, you had six points before you even met or just letting <laughs> you down. I know people are so ultra confident, probably don't even have to do that, but mm-hmm. I come from that generation. And I think it's not recommended, it always passes. Experts I mean, don't I mean, recommend I mean, it. I remember saying this to my own little one, um, she's 16. Um, she recently had a boyfriend and they broke up and I found myself in a big long conversation with her sitting on the edge of her bed one day and I couldn't believe the things I was saying to my daughter you know because it was never said to me and the things I was talking about I said look Krenza you have to learn I said and you will learn that all this love thing the explosion bit and all that and and, and the butterflies no matter who you're with I said for me I I could be with Angelina Jolie after a week that wears off a week week or two that wears off is that a bit short term maybe with Angelina Jolie three weeks right (laughs) but it wears off and then you get to to another stage where there's a kind of interdependency between the two you and a kind of a friendship that builds yeah. And the love's still there, but it's not as intense. And the fireworks, yeah, but I think there's, there's ways. But, 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 but you see, people. We're in a modern society now where people are constantly used to about Tinder. People are chasing that that all the time. Ch- people are chasing the, the the fireworks, right? Mm. But they're not happy with the rest because the rest of it is pretty mundane, yeah. right? You, you, you end up to paying the bills together. You end up meeting. You end up seeing her without the makeup on in the morning, and our favourite comfy pair of fucking pajama ends, you yeah, know, or something. Yeah. Notices that she picks her nose at a certain time of the day, and she yeah. knows the same about you. Yeah. You end up hating each other for a little while, and you get through that. But I often t- look at my own. I spoke to you just about this before. Look at my own father, right? I think the only person he was ever with, with in that terms, was my mother. Yeah. Uh, they met when they were. 15 or 16 and I'm sure they went through that period as well I mean we had a joke about a bit a week or two it's probably longer but then something stronger I mean that wasn't an easy marriage in many ways like um, my father was I know they say is but what I think was an alcoholic because he's 74 now he just he couldn't drink like he used to but like, my mother stu- stuck it out with him for years and years and years and years and years. Now, I do believe they loved one another. I do believe he loved her and she loved him. And that was proved later on in life when she, when her health deteriorated. And unfortunately, my mother passed away three years ago. She was in a master hospital for a year. She had 12 operations. And he was up there, I remember, he was up there every single day, every day on the train, visiting her. And I said, there's something there. There's some kind of durability from that generation. I think we've lost it a bit. I often, there's, a, there's a guy uh, not living too far away from me, and I see him. He's, I presume, I'm only presuming that, that his wife have MS or some kind of disease like that, mm. because she's got steadily worse than I've seen it myself. Yeah. I don't know the woman, but I've passed the husband and her over many years, and um, I've seen her get worse and worse and worse, and now he's wheeling her around in a wheelchair and she's wrapped up in, in, in covers and all that. I, I looked at him. Look at the two of them. I said, now that is, that is love. Yeah. I said, like, he's with her all the time, constantly with her all the time, brings her in on the bus, brings her back. Know the chap's name, actually, not going to mention it, but that is love. And I've seen, I've seen it finally with my father. But I, I don't know if, if, of course it exists now, but I think people are just going for instant, instant things. Yeah, just but do, you, do you think that, um, do you think that people, uh, how would I put this? They're never happy, they're never content. So they're always kind of if 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 the relationship goes the way you talk about where the spark is, is not as yeah, bright as it was at the start. 
are the men in particular uh, under under keep an eye out for something else? I think it's both ways now, Darren. Do I, mean, I mean, I mean, I would have said men. I think um, in the last ten years, five ten years maybe. Uh, women have got a lot more independent if you go to a pub now you probably see more women than men to be quite honest I mean mm. I think both women and men would have roving eyes look we all, we all have roving eyes but it's a matter of just going back home um, settling speaking of roving eyes come here you, you've, 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 um, before we go on you've, mm. you've, you've brought in new pints we were drinking something and you, what are these what have you purchased what points are we These on These are metal, man. This is, this oh, is a pale ale. You've purchased a local beer. We were drinking a, a darker. We were drinking uh, the Rebel Red from Red Cork. Red. The and then I well. decided that we'd move on to this metal man. Right. The next section of the programme, I believe, will be sponsored by <laughs> Absolutely. Metal Man. They're gonna, metal they're, Man Pale Ale. They're literally going to sink thousands uh, into this podcast. As a Warford person, I wasn't happy drinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Just put I, in front I, of out of protest, and you can see yeah. the way I was drinking it. I was, you know, you can see my face yeah. cringing yeah. as Under I drank it. So I moved, yeah. on to, I moved on to this. Move on to this. And, and, and as you move on to the, to, to mm. the, local, to the local beer, I, I, um, I, I, I have a thing. I'm not going to spend too much talk, time talking about this thing. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's no concern. Is it God? No, no. no. We, might, we might get to God. How long is the clock going here now? Let's just see how long we're going for. Ah, we've got loads of time. Not to the burn or anything. Go on. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, mm. what was that like? What, what, we, so, what, what, Belvedere Drive? Belvedere Drive would be um, next to the Stug. Yeah. They would have been known as the Glass Houses. They were, they were probably built, I think, actually come to the 50th anniversary. I think they were built in 1966. Right. You want to do something? The art is a dinner dance. Uh, dinner dance. Organized for you November. don't have any dinner dances anymore. No, with, with a scalloped ticket. Remember the ticket had the scalloped sides on it. And you, you had a perforated uh, middle Absolutely. that you put down. So there's going talking, to be a dinner dance. I was only talking about the ordinary, but the ordinary is not there. Anymore. Yeah, you can have it there anyway. Yeah. You get a bag of cans <laughs> with a fire. Yeah. I was only talking about this with Joe Evans, our photographer, mm. and I was going through a big box of photographs, old photographs, and they all seemed to be taking a some kind of a dinner dance. Dinner dance. Like the glass would have had twenty dinner dances here because yeah. obviously the different shifts and the different blowing and the cutting and all those have dinner dances they don't have to we had the glass anymore. factory dinner dance we also had the glass factory Easter party mm. we're all up in the Audrey incidentally the glass factory Christmas party and I attended um, I'm sure a few people listening might have attended these but wouldn't admit it I attended the Belmont um, dinner dance right. Christmas party for kids yeah. and Easter party for anyone that was uh, a child of someone who was in Belmont, right. which my father would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would have been, um, I won't say a lot, but um, quite a few from the glass factory would have been in Belmont for alcoholism. And my father would have been one of them. Right. And you had dinner dances for the kids? They would have had a Christmas party, sorry, and there would have been a dinner dance as well, and Easter parties as well. If you don't mind me saying so, that sounds depressing. It wasn't. It was actually great fun. Because, um, this was the 70s, 80s. I remember going over there. They had um, swings. They had an aviary. 
They had a gym and they had a gin. Gym. Gym. <laughs> gin, no gin. They were present or escaping from gin. But uh, they had a basketball and all this. And then I don't know if I remember Noel Parson, an actor, an Irish actor. He was in um, a lot of films uh, during the 60s and mm. 50s. He would have been in Mutiny on the Bounty as a character mm. actor. Yeah. He was Santa one year. Noel Parson oh, came down as Santa. Yeah, it was a big coup for Ben mm. the Birds of Charity. Yeah, yeah. And he was handing out uh, the presents and uh, I remember going to antidepressants I remember you'd go in and until you kind of freed up you'd see a lot of children that you wouldn't expect there you know what right. I mean yeah, it's, yeah. oh look that's them from across the road I yeah, didn't know yeah. their daddy was over here yeah. as well so that's what's <laughs> going on so it was like a it's like, it's like, it's like a residence association well, I remember um, no. I remember uh, my mother was one of, the, one of the only women on the road to drive at that time. Not many women drove at that time. Right. Seventies and eighties, and she had to drive because my father in uh, what would they call it now? What would the Americans call it now? To have a name on this. Well, they call it rehab, I suppose, now. Well, yeah. just then you were just drying out. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, when he was over there, and uh, she used to drive us over uh, to visit. And I remember a particular neighbour of ours, and um, he said, he was my age, we was hanging around together, we were only about seven or eight, whatever age we were. He said, Jason, can I go over with you? He said, you know, we go for Sunday spin, but it was over to see our father. But we say, tell everyone in the street that he was, um, he was in hospital. You know what I mean? He wasn't though. Poorly. He was in hospital, not well. He wasn't well for months, actually. Right. <laughs> but, right. And right. this little guy, he kept asking me, can I go over with you, Jason? Can I go on a Sunday spin with you? And I asked my mother. And she said, you can't, she, she can't bring him over, everyone know your father's suffering, yeah. over beyond. But I broke her down, she said, okay, but when we go in there, you're to go up the fields, she said, there's, there's, there was some swings and things like this up the fields, you're to stay up there, and when I come up with your father, you can come in the car, and right. you go up to the park, and I don't know if I'm familiar with Belmont, but it was a big park at the back of the speed room. Yeah. So we went over and everything, we were going over in the car, everything was going well, <laughs> and as we went across the bridge, I'm not even sure it could have been Redmond Bridge at the time it was that long. Um, a figure came at us in a pair of pyjamas and her escaping. All right. And it was my father. All right. And uh, he flagged down the car and he asked my mother, he said, and it, he said, will you drop me up to the well? Which is a pop up. And right. Yeah, the other roads can call it out from now. And I remember Anton Gallon's face looking at me saying, oh my God, what is this man? <laughs> <laughs> She dropped him up. Right. She and dropped him up. She, do? she dropped him up for, yeah. for, for a couple of hours and then dropped him back over again. So, like, I look back at it now, I suppose, and I laugh. But it wasn't no. funny at the time, I suppose. Now I laugh. And I laugh at it. You have to, I suppose. You have to deal with it some way. You laugh at it. You know, speaking of um, Belmont, I live over by Belmont. Mm. Right? Did you know it's haunted over there? It wouldn't surprise me. I tell you, I took a photograph of the... There's a graveyard across from Belmont, and it's just a graveyard for the brothers, or just seems to be just brothers, Christian brothers and stuff. And, and I took a picture of it once, and I put it up on Facebook, and somebody spotted a figure, a ghostly figure, mm. in the photograph, right? Yes. Is it, so, so this is a strange segue for me to... to do you believe in any ghostly... Um, I do. Uh, uh, I, I had... An incident um, just recently. No, and I didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit corny in its own way. But uh, my mother passed away, as I said, three years ago. She was yeah. a very spiritual person. Hmm. 
um, very strong person too and we would have been very close all of us would have been particularly the boys I suppose to be mm. honest and uh, she's a very protective person would have been very protective of me and particularly of my boy uh, who's now 13 but when he was small thank God touch wood he had his little fatal attacks and he hasn't gotten since and we were supposed to were like little fits that he got yeah. were kind of childhood fits and he didn't get them since but I remember my mother was very worried about him and um, he's 13 now so he recently got a new bike and he's gone off on the bike with his friends he's in secondary school and he's going through that age, time now where he's kind of a bit more independent and he might go off in the day and he might come back about 8 o'clock at night for the first time mm. right and he'd head off with lads and I'm delighted because it's going to toughen him up a little bit too you know kind of edgy lads more around St. Paul's right. you know what I mean right. but which is edgy okay. lads yeah, edgy yeah. lads but I'm kind of happy because you kind of have to you know be a bit rugged around growing right. up in, in the area okay. I grew up in so I'm delighted he's gone off right so you have a little phone which incidentally is missing for the last six or seven weeks I couldn't find his phone I went around the house and I actually did it room by room but, you know I went down to that detail I went around the house room by room to find his phone no sign of it hmm. so I said look Braddock I had an old rubbish phone I said take this rubbish phone I said just so I can contact you because I, there's no way I can contact you in case that happens I'm not taking that phone down. I'm not going with that thing to stay it's not your so I said well look I'll leave you out this day I said because you have, have your friend's phone number but you're not going to again unless you take the phone I said would you because I need to contact you okay dad so he gave me his friend's phone number so off he went on the bike and anyway. so I came home well, sorry I said to him in between that if your grandmother's alive, you would be outside the door without that phone. He said, whatever. So I came. She was big into mobile she phones. She was big into protection. <laughs> right. Protection. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went off anyway. I was somewhere and I came home at one o'clock. I can't remember what I was at, some kind of meeting or something. And I came home at one o'clock to the house. You know, I walked. In the morning? No. The <laughs> no, in the afternoon. The afternoon. I walked in and here's the damn phone. Where? on the hall table like there's a little hall table where I leave me keys and when I'm in the door I leave me keys there yeah. it's the first place I'd look for yeah. the phone yeah. and here it is there so I think right Brandon's had to find it in the meantime he okay. found the phone so I rang him and I said Brandon where'd you find the phone on his friend's phone I rang him on the friend's phone he gave me numbers where'd you find the phone I found no phone there I said, Brandon, the phone's on the hall table I said, where'd you find the phone he said, I wasn't even at home he said, I didn't find the phone he said I said, I wonder was your sister up in the house. So she was in school. Yeah. And I wonder was your sister up in the house. And I rang her. Uh, no, Dad, I wasn't even in the house. I said, where in the name of God? I said, did this phone come from? So I found the phone. I looked at the clock at this stage, right? Yeah. And it was 20 past four. And I said, this is strange, because I kept waking up for about six weeks at 20 past fucking four. Right. And this thing appeared. At 20 past four, I was looking at one o'clock in the house for a while. I'd seen this thing at 20 past four. So I rang my father and I said, I'm at the phone, the, the phone. I said, I'm looking for a week, I said. And my father, in a very matter of fact way, said, That's your mother. She's hiding stuff from me for ages. Like, it's just like as if it was just matter of fact, because my father would be a very strong person yeah. of old fashioned of age, you know? Yeah. Oh, she's hiding my keys, he said. You know, she, she found that phone, she said, for the umphlet. I'm telling you. I said, where are you now? I'm out at your mother's grave. He goes out there every day. And he yeah. was sitting at the grave and I found a phone at 20 past four. But I can't work out what 20 past four is. And I rang, I rang my brother, Farrell, but he lives in Carlow. I told him the story and he said, that's wrong. I said, that's unreal. He said, I keep waking up, he said, at 20 past four. 
He says, it's happened in the last six or seven weeks. He said, no matter what time I go to bed, I wake up, it's 20 past four. Yeah. But none of us can work out what the bloody hell of 20 past four is. Right. Oh, you see, so, can't. No, I can't. Oh, I haven't can't. got to the bottom of what 20 past four is. You don't but, know, but, did she, but, was she born at 20 past four? Did she I don't know. I'd love to find out because, um, like I said, my mother was... She was a very spiritual person, very funny person. She was hilarious, but um, she's like to people around Belvedere drives to say, Mrs. Murphy, we'll call Mrs. Murphy when he tells a ghost story. She was always telling ghost stories. She lost her brother, I think, when he was only nine, when she was obviously small. She lost her brother, Billy, when she went years ago in the 50s. And she was always talking about him. And I can remember one night, myself and Fergal, my, my, my brother that's next to me in the family, she was taken into Washington, Belvedere, about one o'clock in the morning, summer's evening and we were up and we were out with her just messing around the garden and looking out between the leander trees that went out onto a green at the back of Belvedere so Fergus sticks his head out and he sees a young fella walking up freaking green and you couldn't get into this green unless you lived in Belvedere mm. it was a kind of a soccer pitch was in the middle of Belvedere and he looks up and sees this young fella but he's wearing a dress this is I mean, it must be about I say about 1982 1983 and turn around to the remote, ma'am, there's a young fella walking up the green. So she sticks her head out and she looks out. But she says not, I never forget, she says not in the building. Went into the house, she took in the wash, whatever she does, she turned it in the washing basket. Ma'am, did you see the young fella? She said, that was, that was my brother. She said, I said, what? She said, that was, my, that was Billy. She said, walking up there. I said, I know. She said, he was wearing a dress. She said, I wanted a dress. She said, it was a habit. And we just seen him going up as he walked up. Now we talk a lot of it, but when the, that, when the phone and all this kind of stuff. So yes, I do. I do. Like my mother had enormous energy. We were all we loved her dearly. She loved us. Um, like she was our strength. I can't believe that. That's all gone. I just can't believe it. I just like when she died. I don't believe it's just gone. Yeah. All that love just can't disappear. Or all that energy just can't go somewhere. And sometimes I feel her around. And I remember the old people say when someone died belong to you, they'd bring you look, they'd be looking down on you. You know, they often hear that. And I think there's something in it. I mean, because since she died, I got elected to the council. Um, some people have got jobs in the family that didn't have jobs. You know, we're looking for jobs all along. Now, no, it could be just coincidence. But I do feel, uh, I feel her around. So I do, yeah. I, I would be spiritual like that. And I'd be, I'd be quite religious. And when you, you'd be quite religious. So if you, when you, when you, um, when you die, um, do you believe that you will be reunited with yes. your loved ones? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking about this because I suppose when I turned 44 I started thinking about things kind of morbid like that in moments of my own I said um, God I said I wonder what will happen when I die yeah. you know and uh, do I fear date do you no um, as, as Bob Monk said I don't mind dying it's just the day after you're so stiff <laughs> 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 but, um, I fear leaving people behind. <laughs> That's the only way to enjoy that. And Bob told that when he was dying, I think himself of cancer, really? and he gave his last stand up. And someone asked him that question: yeah. Do you fear dying? He said, No. He said, Well, it's just the next day. He said, Because you're just so stiff. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I fear leaving people behind. Uh, like half Tell me, kids, do, you, do you go to Mass every week? No, I'd love to. Um, Why you catch I, I, I'm always saying to myself, um, I'm going to get better that way, I'm going to go to Mass, because I know when I do, I take something out of it. Um, I get a little bit of peace of mind out of it. I'm, Why, you know, because generally speaking, Catholic Mass is quite dull, it's quite repetitive, it's quite boring. <laughs> 
<laughs> three great awards <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm going to defend myself for a great stash but um, it is I thought it was when I was a child that it was boring but I find when I go in it's like a kind of a meditation when I go in there the mass right um, St. Paul's St. Paul's I think do not necessarily I'm a bit traditional now I like older churches like to mix it up a little bit uh, I like to mix it up a bit it's yeah. the Holy Family uh, for now one or two I would go well the Holy Family now would be a bit modern as well I, I, I would say now if I was going the, to the Friary the Friary I always like the Friary is that even Catholic yeah. yeah. oh yes it's Catholic yeah, yeah. I, like to, I like to duck in there uh, light a candle I say a prayer yeah, you stick a two euro in the box would you uh, not quite two euro <laughs> I'd often go in and light a candle uh, sit down just have a tink and have a little chat with God and have a chat but um, it depends look if you believe it um, I do I had a conversation with somebody recently unfortunately we were we had stopped recording when it started getting really interesting mm. and um, we were talking about this and um, yeah, you know I was saying quite blasphemously that there is as much evidence mm. as far as I can see out there yeah. God as there is for Santa Claus yeah it's a horrendous thing for a lot of religious people to hear I don't find it insulting I don't find it offensive at all I mean but, um, but this person said to me he said that he, he, a great guy and he, he, but he, he believes that the earth is um, um, 6,000 years old and that's what the ending started 6,000 do you believe that? no how, no, how old no. do you think the world is? I don't know how old it is, but I, I do believe that God created the world. Yeah. And I do believe that God created us in his image. Um, if you're asking me, do I believe the Old Testament, Samson and all these stories, and Moses and other stories? Probably not. Um, but uh, I do believe Jesus was born. Yeah. And I believe Jesus was born to save us all. Was he born in a stable? I think he was. When? When his mother gave birth. <laughs> but, 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 um, and how did she get pregnant, Jason? Uh, Can I ask that? How did she get pregnant? She, she got pregnant. Um, she was artificial insemination, was it? No, not artificial insemination. No. You know the story. The Holy Spirit came okay. along, told her she was pregnant, and she when, carried it. What part of the year? Was it December twenty fifth? <laughs> scientists have said that that it was actually they would have not scientists yeah. but, but theologians and different people would have said that there was no way they'd be going for a census in December they'd be going in June or July in the summer well, I don't know I think that that, that that calendar was probably designed hundreds of years after uh, yeah. the calendar probably changed mm-hmm. but I don't think it's important really what time of year it was uh, what this is, is the problem what is important this is the problem you see people pick and choose no but the, the thing is important the central part of it is and I say this as, as a Catholic right uh, a fallen Catholic in many ways yeah. but the central part of it is that Christ, I'm a heretic yeah I'm a heretic yeah. I'm a hypocrite the central part is look that Jesus was crucified on the cross and he rose from the date that's the central all the rest okay fine the stories are great but the central part is that how arrogant are you? I don't think I am arrogant. How arrogant are you and your claims, right? But, but to think that, that of all the religions out there, right, that this is the one, this one is the right one. I don't think I'm arrogant. 
they're fully American. I think I think some some secularists might be arrogant and tell me I can't have these beliefs. No, no, you can certainly rubbish. can. In the but, same way, I wouldn't yeah. question a six-year-old for yeah. Santa Claus. But, oh. <laughs> but, no, but, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know it sounds like yeah. arrogance yeah. coming yeah, from okay, me. That's no problem. But, but, but I think, you know, the whole thing about God is that... We look back upon Roman times when they they, they worship gods of, of you know Apollo and Zeus and all yeah. those people, and we laugh at them. Oh, all the gods they had, mm. crazy bastards, you know. And we also laugh at the people who thought that the earth was flat, mm. right? But these were the beliefs yeah. of the time. So right now, but you have to remember then, like the, the coming of Christ was prophesized. It was prophesied by who, Jason? It was prophesied by the prophets, not the prophets. the Old Testament. But the, yeah, it's, it's and it happened. In a couple of thousand years, Steven Spielberg could be called a prophet. Do you, do you know what I mean? But these were just lads who had a few beers and wrote down a few things. Do you know what I mean? And most of the stuff in the Bible is pure and utter nonsense. And it contradicts each other from right to... I, I have no issue with, with spiritual people, right? Yeah. I have no issue with people who... Because, I mean, I, I personally think... Well, I think the very, the very fact that we're having this conversation, the very fact that you're using your reason and your conscience yeah. to disseminate this is evidence of God. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. It is. Yes, it is. No, yes, it is. Not. The very existence of, of your conscience and an objective truth that we all know. We all know some things are good. We all know some things are bad. I always think to myself, I know it's very simplistic. A dog bites you and two, and two hours after, he don't even know he bit you, right? He yeah. doesn't even know. But you will suffer. If you do something bad, you will suffer guilt. You know you've done something bad, yeah. Darren. And that comes from somewhere else. It does come from somewhere else. It's something that you're okay. born with. Look, you're yeah. born with a conscience. It comes from God. You could be, no, no, no. No, but here's the thing. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're right while you're Saying, yeah. I mean, the conscience and all that yeah. stuff. Cause, cause, but who, why is why is it God? Who, who says it comes from God? There's no mention in the Bible about conscience and that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, you're checking your Bible facts. You're googling there. I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm rustling through a Bible as we, <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> but but, but yeah. what you're saying, what you're saying, is, is very true in that, in that we have we're born with this, um, with this kind of, I suppose, um, we have the fear. We've all of these things that in our lives and, and stuff, and, and you know, that could be an evidence of some kind of spiritual thing. But 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 I certainly wouldn't think that's an evidence of God. I mean, yeah. I would think that maybe when we die, we uh, we we go somewhere else, maybe there's something else happens to our soul or whatever it is but but why does it have to be associated with God who which what I believe is a man-made God like I I, I, I think that I've you, you know I think when you have these, you have these conversations you always you come down to kind of a chicken and egg you'll always end up at that point but you say he's a man-made God and I'd say you got yeah but God made man so we're, we're, got, we're always going to get into that conversation but all, all these things down like it's a question you can't put your finger on it's a question of fate it's a question of fate now fate is not something that you can you know it's not something that you can, you, you can explain like you can explain other things mm -hmm. fate is metaphysical it's out there um, it's hard to explain but I have it I know it's there I know there is a God I know that Jesus walked the earth I know he was crucified I know he rose again well then okay would you here's my issue then right if there is a God yeah right he's not a very nice kind of a guy is he you see what, what to, is believe, he? to believe to believe in God <laughs> is also to believe in the existence of something we don't talk about anymore the devil. in the existence of evil and 
I think we, ex- we explained How many people did the devil kill in the Bible? Something like six. How many people did, did God kill? Like yeah. millions. <laughs> millions. Yeah. I, you know, I, mm. I, I, I'm sorry. Because, I, I, I mean, did people talk about the devil and they say, you know, if, if you do bad things... If, if, right? Yeah. If the de- so people say to you, and in a school where you're brought up and you're said, you know, if you do bad things, if you lie, if you mm. curse, if you commit adultery, you know, if you, if you kill somebody, uh, if you steal, I, I probably didn't do them in the right order, but if you do any of these things, you're going to go to hell, mm. right? But my thought process now is, hold on a second, if you do those things, you, you know... I think hell, I think... The, the devil is going to be pretty I impressed with you. I'm just, no, but just finish my point. The devil, <laughs> the devil will be pretty impressed with you. He's not going to punish I you. Think He's going to give you a window seat. <laughs> yeah. I think hell is a place with an absence of God. That's where hell is. Okay. For mana. <laughs> could be for a man, could be Gavin as well. It's not a fire and brimstone place. I do think that we will be judged on our actions. I do think at some stage where after we die, we will be judged. But I'm interrupting you again, right? I spoke to this person uh, mm. recently and I said, yeah. okay, what about, and I'll ask you the same question, right? Yeah. Um, just say you spend your whole life doing nice things for others, right? You're up and down to the, to the hospitals. You're visiting people, mm-hmm. right? You're helping old ladies across the road. You're, yeah. You're you're donating all of your prized possessions to charity. You're, you're just living a life of chastity. Yeah. And, and poverty, the whole lot. You, you know, but you don't believe in God, right? You just don't believe it. But you believe in the of of treating others as you'd like to be treated. But you don't believe in God, right? Okay. Are you going to tell me that I'm doing all those nice things? I don't think you you. You, you won't go to hell. This person last week um, said, sorry, but no, you, you won't for the, go to hell. You're for the brimstone the fire. But no, I think uh, if you don't believe in God, you won't meet him. So you'll go to heaven, but he'll ignore you? No. He'll blank you? You, you, you will. You'll be in the snug. Look, we, I believe that to believe in God is the promise of eternal life. Okay. And that's, you have to believe in God to get that, right? Now, a person who has good works and all the things you said yeah. who's a good person yeah. they don't believe in God when when they die their life will end yes. they won't go on forever it'll end right you have to have faith to live forever ok so what about the guy what about, what, about, what about the guy who spends his life cheating stabbing thieving but in his final final months he goes he finds God and sees God believes in God and repents for all of his dastardly deeds is there a place at the kitchen table in heaven for him well there's, there's, there's a big question there now because you'd have certain fundamentalists and born again Christians yeah. who would believe that he would go to heaven just for believing in yeah. Jesus and the only way for redemption is through believing in Jesus but the Catholic Church the yeah. church that I'm a fallen member of yeah. believes you need to have a belief in Jesus yeah. plus you need to be a good person right whereas other Christian churches and born again Christians being one of them would believe that just through belief in Jesus was enough for salvation I don't because Oliver Cromwell was one of those Puritans and he believed even though he levelled Ireland and raped and pillaged that he was going to have done it in the name of God I don't believe that like there was many people that perpetrated horrible things throughout history 
in the name of God. I don't believe they're in heaven. I believe there's, there's, there's two ways here. It's good works and a belief in God. Next question. Do Labradors go to heaven? I think all dogs go to heaven. I had to say it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's heavy stuff. It's heavy, heavy stuff. stuff. Do you know what? The measure of a, of a of a good podcast is when you wish there was a part two. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know what? Just before we finish up this one, so you can, we're going to do a podcast selfie. So um, this is what we want to do here now, Jason. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you in the Tully snug. Get in here for the <laughs> podcast selfie. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. The podcast was sponsored by Rolex. <laughs> I just like to announce my retirement from political life. <laughs> it's, it's going to be. It's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Darren. I enjoyed it. To find out more about upcoming Snug Chats, visit facebook.com forward slash Snug Chats. to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today.